Welcome to Monday Melodies with KN. This is a 10-minute devotional to uplift, encourage, and inspire fellow believers to stay the course. These devotionals are to keep communication between you and God sweet and harmonious. Be encouraged and enjoy the episode. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to the third week of 2024, y'all. We made it three weeks into 2024. God has been good. God has been blessing. God has been, he's just been amazing in these last 15 days. And I'm glad to be on this journey with him. Like I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And that's in my homegirl Jackie's voice. I'm here for eat. (laughs) But welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. Thank y'all for chiming in again a third week with me and listening to Um, What God has given unto me, not only to benefit myself, but to help um, fellow believers in Christ. And then to anyone who is new, welcome. This is Monday Melody with K-Ann, and um, it's a small, short devotional. And I keep saying small and short, and God wants me to remove that, but we still working. He's still working on me. But um, it is a a devotional that is dedicated to the encouragement, the inspiration, and the uplifting of fellow believers in Christ. I want to um, remind you that your time with God, that you spend with God on a regular, your intentional time set aside to meditate, to read his word, to just hear from him, to worship him. um, I want y'all to keep in mind that that time should be sweet and harmonious. There should be um, a a sweet aroma that comes from your time spent with God, whether it's even in conviction and correction, whether it's in encouragement, whether it's in love, whatever it is that God is giving you in that time that you spend with him, remind or be reminded that it should be sweet and harmonious. Like you don't want to, don't, don't, don't take the time with God for granted and always look at it as a sweet aroma. Um, an opportunity to be in his presence is never the same and it's always a benefit to us. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are in the third week of January of 2024 and the last two weeks we've been talking about New Year Who This, right? <laughs> and so by the time you hear this podcast, um, it'll be right before our first live recording with the Save Girl podcast with myself, J-Love, and Kenya. And we are going to be talking about wisdom. And so as I sought out the Lord in preparation for our live recordings, I said, God, what is it that I need to tell and remind um, your people on a weekly basis when it comes to dealing with wisdom? And man, he dropped our big cousin James in my spirit. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, Lord. Um, So uh, here we are. Um, So today's text is going to be coming from our big cousin James, the book of James. And we're going to go to the first chapter and we're going to read verses uh, five through eight. And the title of today's podcast is Indecisiveness Has to Go. So as we look at um, embarking on being wise believers in God and um, putting wisdom at the forefront of our lives, We got to let go of that double-mindedness. And listen, I too have been indecisive. I too have been double-minded. And I too 
am still working through that process. But in reading um, up for today's podcast, I learned that indecisiveness is a trick of the devil, and that's why it has to go. The enemy, and I'm going to read our text here shortly, the enemy wants us to be in a place where we can't decide. He wants us to be in a place of confusion, and we know that God is not the author of confusion. So anytime we are double-minded, we are right in the the grasp of the enemy. So we have to come out of that. And I'm going to share with you some scripture today, and then some techniques that I use um, to be... (laughs) less indecisive (laughs) Um, and to make decisions and to understand because it also was a learning process and a learning curve for myself because I had to also understand and be okay with a mistake or um, if I went one way um, and or misheard God because that happens too. Um, So yeah, let's dive into the scripture and then we'll talk about that. We'll have a, a real life conversation. So Y'all know at the end of 2023, beginning of 2024, I picked up the Amplified translation of the Bible, and I'm going to stick with it for right now, Um, but I do have open in front of me as I'm studying and preparing and speaking at this moment. I do have the NIV and I have the Amplified, but I'm going to read from the Amplified version today, and my Amplified Bible is, um, um, it has commentary and features from Auntie Joyce, <laughs> Auntie Joyce Meyer, um, but it's titled The Battlefield, Battlefield of the Mind, the Amplified Version with features and commentary from Joyce Meyer. So I am in the book of James. You can find our big cousin James in the New Testament to any of our babes in Christ. Definitely use that table of contents in the front of the Bible. Ain't no shame in the game, okay? Um, if you have your Bible tabs, uh, you know, it's in the, the, the end, towards the end of the Bible, um, before you get to Revelations. Um, but it's in the New Testament. And we're going to go to chapter one. And we're going to start at verse five. And we're going to read verses five through eight. And I'm, again, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Um, James 1, five and, through eight. If any of you lack wisdom to guide him through a decision or a circumstance, he is to ask our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought to not think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Verse eight says, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways and everything he thinks, feels, or decides. (laughs) Y'all. So we're going to go back to verse five. And it started out, James started out by saying, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Anything we lack, our first intention should always be to ask God for direction. Um, and I have not always been that person. I I like to classify myself as a planner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to plan out A through B through C through D through all the way to Z. Um, and so I... In my younger years, <laughs> and I say that as if I'm like three scores and ten, um, which is also young. But in my 
in the time frame in my life where I wasn't as committed to God as I am striving for now and at the place now, um, I didn't consult God in things that I did. Um, now, let me tell you this. I did do my research. So like if I was making a decision, um, say, for example, because I am a, a shopper, um, say, for example, I'm looking at buying, I don't know, let's say a purse, right? And so I see one that I like and I'm like, okay. So I go and check out, I check out like the features, I check out like the cost because <laughs> hello, teacher salary. Um, and then I go and check out like the durability or things of that nature. Like I would do my research to make sure that if I'm going to spend this money, I'm going to get my money's worth because I'm a teacher. So my money is limited. And, but I do like nice things. Okay. Okay. Um, and I feel like I should not withhold nice things for myself, but I also want to make sure that I'm going to get my money's worth. Um, so I would always do my research and I remember working at a financial institution and, um, like the ladies that were there, um, they always would, um, speak to my, uh, my, like, research skill like they would always say like you know you always speak out do your research you don't just go and impulse buy and I've done that too but most of the time I do do my research and so they would speak highly of that especially when at the time when I was considering going back to school for a grad um degree and I was looking at schools I was looking at which route I wanted to go so like I weighed my options like I looked at a couple of different schools I looked at a couple couple of different programs I considered what is it that I really wanted to do what was I good at um so all of those things I took into consideration but not one time in those processes did I consult the Lord and so verse five tells us that if we lack wisdom the to guide excuse me if any man lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or a circumstance. He is to ask our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. I was missing that step. Now, I did my research, and, and I've learned from some of those experiences because some of the things, even in my research, some of the choices that I made, some of the decisions that I made were not the best decisions. I mean, like... Let's talk about me and honey. That's another time, another couch story. But anyways, um, but some of the decisions that I made were not always the best decisions. And why were they not the best decisions? It was because I lacked wisdom in those areas and I, I left out the wisdom giver. I left out God who not only created me, um, but also has a plan for me. And I wasn't consulting the master plan writer. I wasn't consulting the master planner when making decisions. So there was times where I found myself thinking I'm making the best decision and it wasn't the best decision. So my first point, ask God for wisdom. Okay. <laughs> and then it continues on our text continues on by saying but if he asks for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed to the wind now when you go to God and you ask God to give you the wisdom to make the best decision you can't go doubting God because remember Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that God has a plan for us 
before we were conceived in our mother's womb, God knew exactly what our destined, our destined purpose was here on earth. And in order for us to get to that level, we gotta, we gotta seek the master plan writer. So if we're going to go to God and we're going to say, okay, God, you know, I need help. And, and, and listen, God is still working on me, but I, I do talk to God as if I have a relationship with him because I do. So and I respect and I reverence God at all counts. Um, but there's times where I go to God and I'm like, all right, look, God, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, and, and he receives that because, you know, in Jesus' name, Jesus makes it better when it gets to God's ears. <laughs> he goes on behalf of me. Um, he, you know, he's, you know, tightens it up, but, um, I, I'm open and I'm honest with God and I'll tell God transparently, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, what's the best route for me here. And when I go to God and I say those words, I go to God trusting that he's going to direct my path. And I remember back, um, to, uh, last year, um, when my mom, when I was faced with my first um, time of like having to advocate for my mom, my mom was having some health challenges and, and the things were like moving rapidly and expediently. And I, I was by myself, my, my niece was there, but I knew that my niece was looking to me to make the decisions. So and I knew I didn't know. I knew I didn't know. And I was scared um, because my mom is my only living parent. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, man, you take this one. What was I going to do? Um, so I, I, I straight went to God and I, and I said it. I was like, I don't know what to do here. And I'm scared. So I need you to, one, calm my nerves so that I can hear intently what the doctors are saying so that I can make the best decision for my mom. And immediately he sent, <laughs> we were in the hospital and he immediately sent my God up. And I, she probably don't even remember this, but I, I don't know if she, I don't know if she heard me. I don't know how she even got to that, that's that room area, that floor area. But I remember looking up after I was saying uh, what I was saying to God, I remember looking up and I saw her in the doorway and I heard her say, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know. And then like, she took me out, um, took me down the hall and like, let me cry um, and let me yell. And um, she said to me, Christina, you have to calm down because then you're going to make your mom nervous. And I'm like in India nervous. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. And I heard her start praying. And I don't remember exactly what she said, but I remember in the moment that she started to pray, I started to feel a calmness. And I started to hear God say, I heard you. So calm down so that you can go back in there and hear exactly what the doctors are saying so that you can make the best decision. So we went back in there. Um, and by this time, the responsive, the rapid responsive team had made their arrival. And so the doctor was talking to me and telling me what was going on. And um, 
I explained to the doctor, I'm like, listen, medical, the medical world is not my, my world, it's not my field, it's not my zhuzh. Um, so I'm gonna need you to talk to me like I'm slow. And I may need some diagrams. Like I might need you to draw some stuff out for me so that I can see it because I'm a visual learner. And like immediately this young lady was open and okay with that. And she said, that's okay. She said, because I want you to make the best decision for your mom. And I'm like, cool, we're on the same playing field now. So she explained to me with medical terminology, what was going on. And then she took the expo marker and on the whiteboard, she drew a, a, a picture of the brain and showed where um, the stroke was possibly happening or was happening, I shouldn't say possibly, but was happening and explained to me with a diagram on what she would need to do to get to that area to so that the blood could start to circulate again and draw it out, draw the blood clot out. Um, and I said to her, do it. I said, whatever you got to do, do it. And I felt at peace with my comment and my, my decision. And I knew in that moment, I said to God, I said, and after this, God, whatever happens is in your hands. And for the first time ever and some people may call me crazy but for the first time ever i was okay with whatever decision god chose to make after that whether he kept to, he whether he decided to continue to breathe life into her or whether he decided to call her number i was okay i didn't no longer fear what was going to happen after the fact I was okay. And why was I okay? It's because I sought him for wisdom. I did not, I did not Google it. I did not use my own understanding. I went to him and I said, I don't know what to do. I'm scared. So help me. And he sent help. He sent help in the physical realm. And then he sent help in the spiritual realm where I was content with my decision. And I knew moving forward. And in that moment, and to this day, I, baby, trust in God. I'm on that walk. I'm on that walk so tough because one, I thank God that he did not choose to call her number. <laughs> Praise God. I thank God he did not choose to call her number. But I pray, I thank God because he gives me the opportunity to get it right and get it tight and he showed himself to me and remember i said to the doctor i'm a visual learner like i got the experience that you can you can tell me all you want to but it's until i go through it that i'm like oh okay that's why you told me not to do that and some may say that if that's the roundabout way of learning that's my way of learning and so i was able to see in the moment to not only trust him in the moment moment and lean not to my own understanding, but to trust him to lead God and direct me in the path of, of wisdom. And he did. And I, we were able to get the blood clot out quickly so that now to this day, if you look at my mom, you'd be like, she ain't had no stroke. Matter of fact, she'll tell you, I didn't have a stroke. The doctors gave me a stroke. The hospital gave me a stroke. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. However, she did have a stroke. But if you looked at her, you would be like, Mama Meekins didn't have no stroke. She walks. She talks. She moves all of her activity, like all of her limbs. Her both arms go up. Both legs move. Not as fast as they used to, but they move. Her left side is moved. That's the side that we pay special attention to. Every day she was in rehab, they, the, the PT people always 
would rant about how she wanted to get when my mom woke up from the medicine from um being like out um and induced like when she woke up she was like okay i gotta get out this bed i can't lay in this bed i'm i can't i gotta move i gotta move and we like no you can move from the bed to the chair from the chair to the bed and she did because she didn't like to be still she didn't like to be stable but she had the mind frame to want to move and so if it had not been for me trusting god and going to him for wisdom and not doubting him but trusting that he would give me the right decision to make we probably wouldn't be having the same conversation we probably wouldn't be having the same conversation so the text tells us that if we lack wisdom, go to God and ask it because he's going to give it to us generously. But when we go to God, we can't go to God doubting him. We can't go to God second guessing <laughs> if he going to answer or not. No, it, the text James tells us that he gives it and he gives it generously. He gives it without rebuke or blame. He get, He wants to give us his wisdom. He wants us to have it. So we can't doubt him when he gives it gives it to us. We got to trust him. We got to believe him. We got to accept the wisdom and then be content in the decision that he allows us to make. He guides us to make. Be content in that and trust him after the fact. Trust him after the fact because he has a plan for us. And all of our life experiences are a part of the plan. All of our life experiences are a part of the plan. Verse 7 says, For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Or let me go back to 6b. Let me just go back to 6. I'm sorry. But he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting. God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. Not you flip-flopping. You not you going to God asking God for for wisdom and then you flip flopping on whether or not you're gonna trust him and believe him. How that work? It don't, it don't work out. It does not. We cannot, we cannot go to God asking him for wisdom and then be a flip flopper. We gotta stand on business. They still say that. My my sixth grader told me they still say that in 2024. We have to stand on on business. We have to we have to stand ten toes down knowing that God is going to guide us in wisdom and trust him and trust his guidance because he does not intend to steer us wrong. He will not, he has a plan for us. I cannot reference Jeremiah 29 and 11 enough. He has a plan for us. And I also cannot reference the fact that he will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Going to God asking him for wisdom is the th the thoughts that we have. <laughs> but he can do above and beyond that. And he will do it. But we can't be flip-flopping when we go to him. For if such a person ought to not think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all that he does, in all his ways, and everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Not me going to the wisdom the 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 god of wisdom flip-flopping and thinking that he gonna I, i'm gonna walk in wisdom no that the math is not mathing 
we, in 2024, we have to vow to ourselves that we are going to trust God enough in wisdom and ask him for the wisdom. We're going to trust God's wisdom and that we've asked him for. We have to vow to ourselves to trust God's wisdom and act and move accordingly. You can't go back and forth. If God tells you to go right, you cannot go left. You must go right. Now, if you go left, you're going to go all the way around to get to where he was taking you if you would have just went right. So trust God. That also goes back to our, our patience. I have a problem. And I'm speaking for myself right now. I have a problem. It's getting better. With patience. I want what I want and I want it now. <laughs> and I got God in therapy. So in therapy, I'm working through what we call, my therapist and I call, the little girl syndrome. I'm working through the little girl syndrome. I'm working through my spoiled, impatient, impulsive syndromes. And how do I do that in the spiritual realm? It's because I wait patiently on the Lord. I seek ye first the kingdom of God. I ask God to lead God and direct me with wisdom. And when I get wisdom, I get an understanding. And the best thing to have is an understanding. That's from one of my friends. That's a quote from one of my friends. The best thing going is an understanding. But how do I get an understanding if I don't got wisdom? Because then I don't have the <laughs> wisdom to know that this is the understanding. <laughs> you see how it all works together? It all works together. I must be patient because in asking for wisdom or direction, in some cases, God does not always answer us immediately. God does not always answer us in the ways in which we think he should. But he does. He has three answers. Yes, no, not now. Yes, no, not now. That's it. And we have to be patient enough to receive the yes, no, and not now. Because even if he says yes, it don't mean, boom, there it is. There's a process sometimes that he may have to take us through. There's an experience that we may have to go through to understand. Or to get to the yes that he has promised us. Okay? But it all comes with being wise and standing on business and standing in your trust and your faith with God. Listen, if you could trust God with every avenue of your life, you on the right path. You are on the right path. You and and don't get me wrong, um because I too have had these experiences where I'm like, okay, God, why we do that? Why did I have to do that? I don't, I didn't like how that made me feel. Or I don't like that I have to be the big, right now, my gripe with God is I have to be the bigger person. We battling every day with that right now. <laughs> we are discussing and hashing it out every day <laughs> about having to be the bigger person. And why do I have to be the bigger person, Kayan? I have to be the bigger person because I am, in some cases, the only God people will see. My lifestyle, let me say it that way. My lifestyle is the only 
light of God that people will see. So if I'm out here matching energy, one, if I'm out here being petty, because my name used to be Christina Petty Betty, um, if I'm out here being petty, matching energy, clapping back, I'm not being a light of God. I'm not being the light for God. I am holding back somebody who may be looking to me to see what makes me walk so boldly. What has me so confident in the things that I'm doing? What has me making these decisions when, when people think that I should be making these decisions? Who has me doing that? And then they, they may ask me, what, what girl, what's wrong? What's up with you? How you, you know, how are you okay with this going on in your life, but yet you still standing, you standing boldly in who you are. And then I can tell them, I can tell them about the God I know. The God who calls me his favorite. The God who chose me to be set apart. Okay? So indecisiveness, it's got to go in 2024. We have to stand 10 toes on being 100% trusting in God. We cannot be double-minded. We cannot be flip-flopping. We cannot go back and forth. Seek God for wisdom. Let him give it to you and stand in it. I love y'all. I pray that this has blessed y'all how it has blessed me. We are almost at the 30-minute mark, so we're going to keep this at one episode. (laughs) And I will see y'all again or talk to y'all again on next Monday. Bye. Have a great week. I love you. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in today. I pray something was shared to uplift, encourage, and inspire you to stay the course for the week. Be blessed.